A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. How to dream, Cowboys. Welcome back to the HBO Boys. We are continuing our recap and review of the HBO show Barry. We are recapping and reviewing seasons one and two in preparation for the upcoming season three. Today we are talking about season one, episode two, Use It. Written and directed by Bill Hader, who also stars in the show, and Eric Berg. Oh yeah, and I'm James. And I'm Ryan. Oh, wow. That hurts that you d- you've dug deep. But I'm resilient and I'm going to you've dug deep. Now I'm going to dig myself out of this hole or like build myself a ladder. Any metaphor you'd like to use. This is Barry episode 2. As you said previously, it is called Use It, which is obviously like a Gene Kusno mantra and Bill Hader is directing once more every one of these episodes a background knowledge of the television show that I think is important to note is Bill Hader always is supposed to have more lines, but he's very specific when he's directing. He takes it very seriously. And then he gets to set and he's like, right, I also have to act in these. And so he just cuts his own lines, which makes Barry throughout this series a bit more stoic than he was on the page. But I do think he's it's better for it. And this episode is really, really interesting. I'm glad we're getting into it. And also, by the way, I'm glad that some new people are here. We posted on Reddit, the Barry Reddit, last week that we were making this podcast, and it got much more attention than I assumed it would. So hello, new r slash Barry people. Uh, I appreciate you being here. There was one guy who was like, your podcast sounds dumb, and I was like, they don't listen to it. And then we all got past it, but other than that, I'm glad you guys are here. And, oh, you know what, James? We should tell everybody before we keep going about our, our Patreon. They don't care, but, like, it does exist, so. Yeah, if you like the show and you want to hear more of it, check out our back catalog or hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash HBOboys, B-O-I-Z, same as the name of the show. Boys. There for a dollar or more a month, you can find some bonus content, or you can talk to us on our private patrons-only Discord chat, and Ryan will shout out your name at the end of each episode. And yeah, thanks for joining us, Barry subreddit folks. If you've got anything to say about Barry Season 1, Episode 3, tweet at Ryan at WestworldRyan on Twitter, and we will read out your thoughts on the show. Yeah, and we'll read your names. You'll be famous, you know. To the small amount of people who listen to this. But you're one of them. So you'll like get to hear your own name. I love hearing my own name. Just like in the ether. So I thought that episode one of Barry was like a dramedy. But this episode was more like straightforward, almost like a screwball comedy. Um, yes, there were bits. But I liked that. It didn't feel like whiplash. The show moves quite seamlessly between the two genres. And there are some dark, serious moments in this episode, but it is a bit more silly than the last one. 
And then we also get uh, a lot of new characters in this episode as well. Right. We flesh out the Chechnians. We see some personal characters who were related to Ryan Madison. And it's a lot of Barry and Fuchs dealing with the fallout of episode one. And we get like background on Fuchs. I think something interesting to know there is Fuchs was originally written still for Steven Root to do it, but he was originally written like out of one to 10, like a 10 mad, a 10 evil from the very beginning. And as Steven Root began to do it, he was like, I don't think I have anywhere to go here. Like, I'm already very angry. What do I do? So they wrote most of the scenes in episode two for them to be like, okay, Fuchs needs to be like a real character with real feelings. So the episode kicks off with the cops investigating the shooting from the end of episode one. And we find out that Noho Hank has survived and escaped the scene of the crime. And that also they were using their shitty Chechnyan spy camera to film the shooting. And we don't know exactly why they were doing that. We do know that the cops now have it. We meet Detective Janice Moss, played by Paula Newsom, best known as Shopper Who Tells Kevin, which aisle fabric softener can be found in Home Alone 1. Wait, what? Yeah, man. Huge star she is. And Detective Mac Martinez, played by Gerald Webb of Player Semi-Fame. And as you said, Noho Hank got away. And in the background, they also see in the pictures that their friend, Detective Loach, is crying because he broke up with his lady friend, which means Janice wins 300 bucks and remarks that homicide detectives and normies just don't mix. They should never try to date each other. And by the way, they have a camera, the lipstick camera that Noho Hank had, but they have no idea what to do with it. Now we find Barry now at his first real acting class and he's acting up against Sally and they're doing that kind of acting Marx Brothers mirror routine where you know I move my hand and then you move your hand and, and I make a face, you make the same face. It was wacky and wild stuff. Sally says to Barry that she's glad that he got accepted. Not everyone does, which I think is bullshit because Ryan Madison got accepted and he sucks. And I think the only prerequisite for being in this class is payment. So, And this was a great scene in the episode where Henry Winkler's character, Gene Cousineau, comes in and he's like, listen, guys, Ryan is dead. Everyone's shocked and hurt. Okay, but I want you to channel all of these negative emotions you're feeling and use them for your future auditions or whatever. <laughs> and he's also like, by the way, because Ryan's dead, we're going to go ahead and cancel today's class, but... That doesn't mean you're off the hook uh, for paying me today. Yeah, it does not mean this is free, okay? We're not running a charity around here. Also, by the way, Ryan Madison, not the first of my students to get shot, and definitely almost not the last. Anyway, Ryan would want us to keep going with our lives, which means, again, as I previously stated, that you owe me the money for this class. Give me it now. We get a couple scenes of the cops trying to unlock NoHo Hank's spy camera. Presumably, Barry's face is on there, but they're not able to. First, they get tripped up by the shitty Chechnyan tech, isn't compatible with their computers. And then once they get that sorted out, they can't get past the password screen. And then Lieutenant totally blows it by entering the wrong password too many times. Yeah, there are two cops who are basically like the IT cops. 
One of them is played by Cameron Britton, who is awesome. He plays Hazel in Umbrella Academy. Also Edmund Kemper in Mindhunter. And the other is Izzy Diaz, best known as an extra in the worst season of The West Wing. You can figure out which one of that is by yourself. Just like do your own research, watch all of it, then get back to me. And as you said, Janice ruins everything by typing numbers in and locking everybody out. So she now has to get the FBI involved. Sad times, poop emoji, sad emoji, eggplant. I don't know. So this, to me, was an extremely dark part of the episode. So after class, Sally decides, because she's kind of like the leader of all the acting students, that they're going to have a memorial for Ryan at the shitty dive where they all like to drink at. And to commemorate Ryan's life, everyone's going to do their favorite bits or parts or monologues from their acting class. And this is just like the really gross part of Hollywood acting culture. Where even what Gene was saying in class, you know, take these negative emotions you're feeling about your friend's death and channel them into a self-serving way to market yourself. And so they're just going to step all over Ryan's memory by putting on like a horrible memorial for him and mugging for the camera at his funeral, basically. Guys, tonight we're going to have a memorial for our pal Ryan. And whatever you do, really give it your all. And try to make it about yourself. Also, by the way, during all of this, Fuchs is texting Barry that the Chechnians are out to kill them and to come to his hotel immediately. So he meets with Fuchs, and this is where we kind of get that first characterization of Fuchs that you had mentioned earlier. Barry is telling him, like, no, just go, because he just wants to act. And Fuchs is like, no, I'm not going to abandon you. Uh, whatever happens, we're going to see through it together. And that's really like the first time we've seen Fuchs show any kind of genuine concern for Barry. Yes, he states that he feels like he owes Barry's father, who saved his ass in Nam, and Barry's like, not in Nam, it's during Nam, to which Fuchs is like, okay, listen, a barracks in Connecticut in the late 60s was a dangerous place to be, okay? Don't get uppity with me. So he then gets a call from Sally, and I'm going to have to talk about this for a little bit. She comes up with the idea that for Ryan's memorial, she wants to do the big confrontation scene from the movie Doubt, where Meryl Streep playing a nun accuses Philip Seymour Hoffman, a Catholic priest, of being a pedophile and then chases him out of the parish, which, first of all, is you know just an insane, horrible idea for something to do at someone's memorial. But then also, uh, I love the movie Doubt. I, I don't know, Ryan, have you have you seen Doubt? I have not. So it's a really excellent drama, uh, one of my favorites, but <laughs> Sally has, like, completely misunderstood the point of the movie, because, like, at the end, it's not like Meryl Streep has heroically kicked a predator out of the church, it's more like Meryl Streep has been really paranoid and too self-sure and kicked an innocent man out of the really? parish. Yeah, so <laughs> the end of the last scene of the movie is her crying, confessing to another nun, like, oh, I think I fucked this up. I think I just destroyed an innocent man. But Sally didn't, like, internalize <laughs> any part of that message, I guess. Uh, well, I pr appreciate that context. Thank you very much. Because this, I think, was my favorite scene in the episode because of the forefront and background actions occurring. This kind of scene is my favorite. It reminds me... In Westworld, there was a scene where there was a murder happening, like a robot killing a technician. And then in the 
foreground you see something else completely different like you see the murder happening in the back but like there's a happy-go-lucky music happening in the front same thing is happening here with barry on the phone talking to sally about doubt and her misinterpretation of the movie and about them doing it that night at the service while fuchs is getting the shit kicked out of him by three chechnyan mobsters and (laughs) getting thrown across the room while Barry ends the call, goes inside, and then gets a gun pointed at his dome. So last episode, you mentioned that they were going to kill off Noho Hank at the end of the pilot. And I'm so glad that they didn't, because he's so fucking good in this episode. He's the best, man. <laughs> he's the best. He, they, we get to the garage, Goran's garage, as we realize, and Noho Hank immediately is like, I, I'm, I'm angry? <laughs> like, he's all smiling, like he doesn't know how to be angry. Yeah, he's just a total bro and super positive, no matter what the situation is. And he's also, and I think this is something that's going to be more important as the season goes on, very pointedly asks Barry, like, oh, by the way, you didn't happen to take anything out of the dashboard, right? You know, like a a little black cylinder or anything. Barry's like, why? You didn't have the spy camera in the car, did you? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. And also, don't tell Goran. Thank you very much. So then Goran comes in and he gives Barry this proposition. Apparently the assassin that he killed at the end of the last episode was actually Lucky, a very famous Chechnyan assassin. Best one. Best Chechnyan assassin. Well, he wasn't that good. And they were counting on Lucky for a job before he got killed. And so now Barry is going to be forced to do the job that Lucky will not be able to now that he's dead. And if he doesn't do it, they are going to torture and kill Fuchs. And they actually do torture Fuchs a bit. And so Barry relents because Fuchs is getting his teeth filed out. Oh, that was tough. That was tough to watch. That looked like it really goddamn hurt. They hit Barry's like, why don't you make Noho Hank do it? And Goran's like, you shot him in the arm. Noho Hank goes, yeah, this arm, this is bullshit. This arm's all bullshit now. And then they're like, why don't you make Apron Guy do it? And like Apron Guy turns around and it's uh, that like action movie, murder movie trope of a dude just weirdly in an apron for no actual reason. They're like, yeah, he can't. He's just a lot. You know, we don't know him. Yeah, he's too much of a horror movie cliche to be able to get away with it. Anyway, they're grinding Fuchs's teeth, which truly is mind-numbingly awful. And Barry says, fine, I will do this one thing, but then no more. And then (laughs) Fuchs is like, are you going to go do it right now? They're going to keep me here until you do it. And then Barry lies to him for the second time in the episode. His lying face is very believable as he goes, yes. Right, and for Barry, this is a win-win, because now he's gotten rid of Fuchs, and for the moment, the Chechnyans are going to leave him alone, so he can just act his heart out. Yeah, he can be Philip Seymour Hoffman, and uh, really give, and I think he doesn't, he probably, it seems like he hasn't seen Doubt either, because he's just like, I saw I've molested children, and she's like, yeah, totally. So then we get to the memorial, and it's just so dark. This guy just died yesterday, and one of his friends is doing a Mark Twain monologue, and then another girl is singing a rendition of Yankee Doodle Dandy. We miss you, Ryan! Sally and Barry are about to go on and fucking do doubt, but then Gene comes out and introduces Ryan's father, who's the only person at the memorial acting, as if they're grieved in any way, and this really breaks Barry, who... I guess the thought had never before occurred to him like, oh, the people I killed have families. Yeah, he's someone's son. Sad. 
And so in the end, they decide not to do the doubt scene. Thank God. And he walks outside. Sally follows him. And 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 she goes against him. And it's like, she is supportive in this trying time. She doesn't know what's exactly wrong with Barry. She assumes it's just because, like, he doesn't want to do the scene or he's a little taken aback by Ryan. Like, she obviously doesn't understand the magnitude of the situation where Barry just watched somebody cry of a person that he was hired to murder. And she, But she does make him come back inside. As he enters, everyone says his name, like they're excited to see him once more. And he feels good. He feels good to be a part of a community that is supportive of him. Even if the thing they are supportive of, they are not fully aware. And it is that, you know, he's a hitman who was hired to kill their friend. Barry ends up walking Sally home. And she assumes it's because he's planning to have sex with her. And she almost does. But then she's like, oh, no, we shouldn't. It'll ruin our friendship. And Barry says, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I I just assumed we were friends anyway. Yeah. He had no expectation whatsoever. He's a guy from Cleveland. You know, he's he's like, I yeah, no, I, that's fine. I didn't think we were going to. So anyway, I'm going to leave. But you're right. Sally was just like, we shouldn't. But if you say we should, then maybe we should. <laughs> And the stinger at the end of the episode is that the Chechnyan mob is still tailing Barry. I mean, they have been the whole time. He probably should have figured this out. And now they have pictures of Sally. And then the episode ends, which I was psyched about. Because this was a slower episode. And it delivers good character moments. It takes its time. The first episode was not like that. The first episode as a pilot was basically a action movie but squished and this episode was like no we're gonna have a full season here every episode doesn't have to end with somebody getting shot it's this is like this is an action show but it's also a comedy and it's also a drama and it's all of these things put together and we can take our time and really make a season of television that when something like a fight happens with bullets spraying everywhere it can be impactful if it happens every episode it's not going to be that way right so i I was so excited Uh, you know i I was so excited that the murder if it does happen was not in this episode and we were just here to kind of just ruminate on who these people are yeah i actually liked this episode just a little bit better than the first one because it was just a little bit more funny for me and then also we got more noho hank who's just killing it in every scene he's in he's the best man he's the like he is not only a breakout character of the show but also like a breakout character in comedy period his entire vibe is just you don't see it anywhere ever on the tv or a movie screen of a guy who's so badly trying to be evil but he doesn't have it in him at all he's just a nice broy dude but that doesn't stop him from doing evil things. He just, you know, does them, but uh, with not the he, correct he does, affect. Right, he does it like, with a very positive attitude. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes, and I'm really looking forward to going through the rest of this in season two. And, and you know, I'm really happy that uh, the Barry fandom gave us a little bit of positive buzz, and I hope they'll stick with us uh, into the next season. And uh, do we have a release date for season three? I assume it's going to be soon, right? No, I don't think there's an actual release date for it. They still need to. They still need to film it. They might be shooting it right now. Uh, I, as a 
part of a Barry podcast. I should know that for sure. But either way, I do know for a fact, because I read it in an interview this week, that during the full quarantine of 2020, Bill Hader and Alec Berg finished writing all of season three. They were at a table read in early March doing episodes one and two of season three, and then they all had to wrap it up and go home. But during quarantine, they also wrote season four. So HBO is going to keep Barry around for a long time. They have two seasons that are written, but not done and edited as of yet. So this show is going to be around for a while. And you have to assume, you know, The Witcher is back to filming. So you would have to assume that Barry as the, you know, it it's not even conjecture to say the flagship show of HBO right now is a high priority for them to finish. All right, guys, thanks for listening. If you just listen, it means a lot. If you want to support the show in other ways, you could follow us on Twitter. He's at Westworld Ryan. I'm at James Watches Men. Uh, we also have a Facebook page you could follow. One really cool thing you could do is leave us a positive review on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. That really helps us out. Yeah, our last review was wholly negative. <laughs> And if you'd like to underwrite the show, you can find us on patreon.com slash HBO boys for a dollar more a month. You get bonus content, private discord chat with us, and then Ryan will shout your name out at the end of each main episode. That's what I'm doing right now. Sam, Jamie Lochner, Anthony Wells, Harbaugh, Greg, Nicole, Day 11 Podcast, James Watch My Dong, Atheism Unstoppable, Cliff Wilding, Brink Ginn, Chris Wood, Day 11 Westworld, Craig, Bacherman, John Jers, and Major Woody, plus Carol Andreas. Thank you all of you for giving, you know, a little bit of money, more money. Most of them are $1 a month, and we make a bunch of bonus content. You know, I actually I was listening to another show. I do actually listen to one or two more podcasts than I used to. I'm a person who does a podcast and who doesn't like podcasts, but I'm coming around. And I was listening to another show and they were talking about their Patreon and I was like, ugh, gross. Like, <laughs> like, just get to the show. I was so annoyed by it and I was like, oh, oh no. Thank you very much to our patrons. Your support helps us stay advertiser free and editorially independent. <laughs> that is that's inferring that advertisers are at all interested but keep going <laughs> um yeah so we'll be back here next week with the next episode of barry and then there will be a patrons bonus episode coming probably the week after that oh yeah and uh chad and i are doing a very quick little theory cast of each of the WandaVision episodes, which actually uh, might come out before this. So give that a listen or have already been listening to it. Fuck Chad. <laughs>